he goes, oh, I have a car your size too. And I've come up, I've come up on the side of the road for like five miles in worse stuff than over here. I'm like, yeah, but it's all yeah, buts at this point to this strange guy who's talking to me in the middle of a highway. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. From the frigid southwest desert community of Scottsdale, Arizona, this is the Surrounded by Idiots radio podcast. I am back. Great to be back with you. This is Tony Dufresne, your host, author of Surrounded by Idiots, as well as the podcast. I'm glad to have you back. I um, uh, This was a very interesting week for me. I am back here at Scottsdale, but last Tuesday, Wednesday... I was in I was in Las Vegas because I go there uh, twice a, a month. I go back and forth. I have business out there, and my girlfriend's out there, so I go back and forth. And today, I want to talk about uh, something that uh, happened to me as I was making my way uh, down to Scottsdale this past week, uh, actually last um, Thursday morning, because uh, the the story is a hair, is a harrowing story. Because I don't know if you uh, if you're around here in the states, maybe you heard where uh, the interstates got shut down. We had more snow up in northern Arizona and in Las Vegas. They got they got more snow than they had in like 10 or 20 years. This like this these couple days. Of course, one of the days was when I was traveling. And they had an issue to where they shut down an entire interstate, a national highway that was going through northern Arizona. They shut it down for for 8 hours because the snow fell so quickly and they and they weren't used to it and it was just an absolute nightmare. And of course, I decided to travel back and I was stuck in that mess that was up there. So I want to tell you the story about what happened. And interestingly enough, the way that the story played out, it was it was very metaphorical. It was very it it really showed me a lot of the places that I sabotage myself. And I think by sharing this story, maybe you'll say, oh, yeah, maybe I kind of do that, too. Or you'll get a pretty good idea of maybe sometimes where you might do something that you know you shouldn't do, but you end up doing it anyway because you think maybe other people want you to do it or you think you have to for some reason where you actually don't. That may not make sense right now, but maybe it will as we go into this. So I want to start off by kind of giving you a little bit of backstory. I uh, I do make the trip twice a month. And the trip from here in Scottsdale to Las Vegas is four and a half hours, like easy. It, it's just a no-brainer, four and a half it's uh, up through the middle of the state, and if you leave early enough, which I do all the time because I've got it down to kind of a system, then you don't hit a bunch of traffic, and it's fine. There's a few places where it's one-lane roads in the middle of nowhere, yeah, but that's fine because, if you again, if you leave and you don't hit a lot of tra- traffic, holiday traffic and people going up to Vegas for the weekend and stuff, like they usually leave about 7 o'clock or so. I leave at like 5, so I get up there way early. And I don't have a problem. So last Wednesday, I I was in Vegas for about a week, and I wanted to stay as long as I could just to hang out uh, with my girlfriend and just and just do some work at, on my place there. And I decided that uh, bec- I, the, I had a job, I had an appointment that I had to, that I had to do on Friday, and I put it off to the very last minute. Uh, but I had to have it. Uh, I had to do it on Friday. It was the last possible uh, uh, day that I could do it, and so I made it for Friday. And that, which means I had to leave uh, Thursday morning because I had to come back here and prep because I had stuff here that I had to take a look at and make sure I'm up on things before I have this meeting. And so uh, it was Wednesday night and the 
weather conditions were horrible. There were, we have snow Wednesday night in, in Vegas, which is almost, I mean, they rarely have it and it's coming down. All of the weather reports are saying that it's going to be terrible and horrible. I was just looking at Weather Underground, which I use all the time, and it was indicating that if I get maybe if I get out early enough, then I'll be okay. But it's still really cold. I mean, frigid cold. And you know, I've got desert blood. I mean, I was born in Southern California, which which is not exactly the tundra either. But coming out to the desert, your blood, I swear to God, your blood thins. And you, uh, and you're, I mean, you're cold and it's, it's 72 or 73 and you're actually cold. So it's freaking freezing out. And I thought, well, if I, again, if I get up early enough and I get rolling, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll get into Kingman. Kingman is the first stop. It's about two hours away from Vegas. So if I get in there, I'll be fine. I can, I can, you know, kind of run in front of the storm. So I, uh, I, my girlfriend's saying, you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go. I don't want you to go. I just have this feeling that I don't want you to go. And and it just didn't seem like it would be a good thing to do or time to do. And I said, I have to. Because I, honest to God, I, I couldn't miss this Friday. It was This Friday thing was like a make or break thing for me. I had to be back by Friday. Or I, I had to do the meeting on Friday. And I had to be back on Thursday for sure. So I get up uh, Thursday morning. And it is uh, raining where I'm at, but it's snowing around me because uh, I'm like right by the strip where my place is. And uh, I uh, went through some crappy weather. I mean, it was pretty bad the first hour or so because uh, it's pitch black out there. And uh, and it was coming down pretty good, but I, I made it okay. And I got to right before Kingman. And right before Kingman, there's uh, the, Kingman's kind of a small town up in northern Arizona. And there's a ridge that goes over just a small ridge and you got to go over the top and then it drops you down into the town to the beginnings of the town. And that's where I usually stop for gas. And I, and I was, I was like two miles away tops and I get up there and all of a sudden traffic is stopping. Then it's a two lane highway. Traffic is stopped. I noticed I looked on the other side of the highway, no traffic, which means they shut it down. So I get to the very top and I'm right at the top where there's is a uh, turnout and the turnout is for a highway that goes west and I'm going down, right? I'm going down like southeast ish and I'm going like down that way and there was a turnout to go west to my right. But that that's like way that, that takes you for you who, people who know this area that takes you over to to uh, uh, Laughlin and Bullhead City and stuff It's like way out of the way and you really can't get to where I want to go. If you go that way. So I've just stayed there and I stayed there and I stayed there and, uh, I was, um, checking my phone and, uh, checking the road conditions and I was, uh, I was stuck. So the metaphor is I was literally stuck. I made a, I made a decision to, to take action against the flow, which is against the, what, what my, my girlfriend's intuition was against what the weather, weather report said. I took action anyway, because I thought I had to do this. I had to do this. So I took it against the flow of how everything's were going. I I get I got caught at the top of the ridge, and I was there for about two and a half hours. And at the time, I'm still checking my phone, road conditions, and stuff. And, I, and then I'm kind of messing around. I'm, I'm reading stuff just to keep my mind occupied. And, and I was stuck. So the metaphor is, I was now I took a wrong action, and now I'm stuck because I didn't go with the flow. Interestingly enough, during the wait, there were a few things that happened that. Uh, that was kind of indicative of how different people handle different things, handled the same thing. I mean, I was sitting there on my phone, kind of, kind of messing around, listening to some sports talk. 
there was a car full of guys up to my left, uh, four guys, uh, younger guys, and they got out and they uh, decided just to have a snow fight, uh, a snowball fight in the middle of the highway because we're all stopped there. And there's now there's about a foot of snow on the ground, so they're all out there just pelting each other with, with snowballs. And uh, and then I look behind me and there's this older guy, and uh, I don't know where he got it because who who reads who fi- can find a newspaper anymore? But he was actually reading a, a newspaper. And, uh, and some people got out and they just kind of walked around or they walked up just to see what they could find. Or they, I, there was some dogs being walked and you know, that you're there for two and a half hours. You're trying to find a place to go to the bathroom too. So I think people tried to climb into little nooks and crannies just to relieve themselves. And then others, what they did was they, uh, I saw them kind of going on the edges of the highway and they were trying to move and to get over to that turnout because they weren't going to wait. Come to find out the the line behind me i was about like i said 2 miles from the the highway turnoff the, the where the, the city is there was a, a 22 mile backup behind me of cars and they actually closed the highway down be, uh, as i passed in in vegas so i passed the, that closure but there were a 22 mile backup behind me and so i'm sitting there and, you know the snowball fight ended and guys got in the car and i'm just kind of hanging out listening to some radio then out of the blue, I get a tap on my window and I kind of glanced over and I looked and it, this guy's standing there. So, I, you know, I roll my window down and I go, hey, what's up? And he goes, uh, he goes, hey, I, uh, there's a lot of people behind me and uh, I want to try to get things moving. And so why don't you go take that turn off? I don't know about you, but that's pretty weird to me to be to think that you can go, you know, get out out of your car and walk down a highway and just talk to people and say, Hey, you should take this turn off. Strange. That was a very strange thing. And as he was standing there, I go, well, yeah, I mean, I would, but, uh, that's going to take me in totally the opposite direction of where I want to go. Now I want to interject here. That's a limitation that I have because that was a linear, that's a thing called linear logic. And it's like, a to B to C to D because I have my, my way to do things and it, and I know it's four and a half hours and I know where to go and I know the fastest way to go. And I'm thinking that if I just wait here long enough, the highways will open up, even though the snow has gotten worse, the snowfall, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to open up pretty soon and we're going to get going. And this is after two and a half hours of waiting. So I'm, I'm still trying to convince myself and this guy that I should just stay there because this is the way that I know how to go. So then also what I said was, well, yeah, but my car is small. I have a compact car, really low to the ground. And I go, you know, my, my car is small. And I was looking over at the turnout and that, that had a lot of snow on it. And there were some trucks that had gone by me, but these big old trucks, I mean, I got this tiny little car and I said, yeah, if I go this way, my, my car might get stuck and then I'll be totally screwed. And the guy goes, yeah, but I got, I got, he goes, oh, well, I have a car your size too. And I've come up. I've come up on the side of the road for like five miles in worse stuff than over here. I'm like, yeah, but it's all yeah, buts at this point to this strange guy who's talking to me in the middle of a highway. So I go, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I go, I not right now. I'm going to hang out a little bit longer. I'm going to wait and see how it goes. And this, that'll be like my last option. The guy goes, all right. And they just walks off and he, he started talking to another car. Uh, up the road, and I saw that the other car, the guy did the same. Guy did the same thing. He just because it, it shut him down pretty quick, and he just moved on. And then I, I didn't see him. I didn't see him again. He just vanished. 
So it was really weird. So after I waited a little bit longer, I, I took out my phone because now the guy's in my head and I'm thinking, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe there's something to this. So I took my phone out and instead of just taking that turnout, that off ramp onto the highway going west, the opposite direction, and just going all the way that way to a, a town called Bullhead City into Laughlin, Nevada, which if for you people who know, it's right on the border of like California, Nevada and Arizona instead, but cause it's way the hell out there. That's like another hour and change to go out there. I decided to try to be creative and try to force things. And I got my, uh, my GPS out and I was looking for alternatives and the Google, I think it was Google maps had an, had a, a reroute. They had a reroute that would go, kind of down and around, and then you'd hit the highway on the other side of of Kingman, thinking I could bypass all this stuff, not reali- realizing in my head, well, if it's closed there, it's probably as crappy further on as it is there, and what's the, you know, what's the chances that the highway's going to be open anyway? Of course, I wasn't thinking about this. I just, I was still so stuck on trying to force my way down the same route that I've always gone. Uh, totally against the flow. So I finally got this reroute and I go, screw it. I'm out of here. So I pulled off and thank goodness I was like right there at the turnout. I mean, some people were 22 miles back. They didn't have a chance. They had to wait the whole time, which totally sucks. So I was there, turned out I'm rolling along and it's not bad. And there are a number of us cars who apparently went to Google maps and looked at the same reroute because we were all sort of following each other. And they were on some smaller County roads that I thought, well, if they're not if they're not plowing the highways, which they were not, I mean, there might be a good chance that they're not plowing any of these roads, but surprisingly on this reroute, all those roads were fine. They were all pretty, they're a lot better than the highway was that I just left. So I'm rolling along, rolling along. It's about half an hour to get out, to get to the point where, um, I, I thought I had it, thought I had it. It looked like it was like a half mile to go until back to the highway. And all of a sudden everything stops. And I see cars starting coming back the other way. And I'm like, oh, man, I think they're turning us around. So we roll up slowly. All of a sudden, I see this. There's a sheriff, and he's talking to everybody. And then once he talks to everybody, they're making a U-turn and going the other way. So so he gets to me, and I, I kind of listened to the guy before me because I, I would rather – you try to help people out and not have them to re-explain a thousand times the same thing. So I tried to listen a little bit. And basically what happened was there were a lot of people who Googled that route and that last half mile before that, the you get back on the highway is mostly uphill and it's not that great. And it wasn't plowed. And apparently there were like a hundred stuck cars. So as I got up to the sheriff, he started laughing and he goes, how'd you get here? How'd you get out this far in the first place? Because of my little teeny car, I go, oh, I just followed everybody else. He goes, yeah, 100 cars, stuck, ice, all that up here. He goes, it's it's a disaster. He goes, he goes you, you should actually be glad that you just got here because five minutes earlier, you would have kept going and you probably would have been stuck too. And before I went, I said, what do you suggest for me to get out of here? He goes, he goes you got to go all the way to Bullhead. Just Bullhead Laughlin and then just go down, which is like, it's like double the miles to get home. 
because you have to go the opposite direction for a couple hours and then down for a couple hours and then east for three or four hours. So it's a, it's a mess. So I'm like, ah, shit. So I go, okay, fine. So I rolled back. So that's 30 minutes to get to him. And then another half an hour to get back to where I started. So that's an hour just to get back to where I started. And I went to uh, West to, uh, to Bullhead City and to Laughlin into California. And then I went down south into Quartzsite in Arizona. And then I went east from Quartzsite. So I'm making a box basically to get back to, uh, to the Phoenix and Scottsdale area. And all in all, it took me 11 hours and about, it was about 450, 500 miles total for that whole entire journey. And, uh, since I was using my phone while I was waiting, cause I didn't think I was, had to wait that long. Uh, and then I had to use it for GPS to, for the reroute. And then just to get the bullhead. And then from there, I kind of knew my way down to Quartzsite and the rest, but still my phone, by the time I got to Quartzsite, uh, my phone was like at 5%. So I'm thinking, Oh shit, I have to, I, I have to conserve it now because if I don't, you know, if, if this thing runs out, of course I don't have a cord in my car. Why don't I have a cord? Because I am never in the car to the point where I, I mean, I, I don't use my phone in the car because you're not supposed to. So I, and I don't have, I don't have, um, unlimited data, so I don't use it for that stuff. And so I don't, I don't have it on usually. So I don't need a phone in the car. My, my phone's always charged. So no, no, uh, I don't I need a charge cord in, in my car. So without a charge cord, I was at 5%. I'm like, okay, well, I better conserve. So I didn't look at my phone, nothing. I kind of turned it off and put it in my uh, little compartment the whole time. And uh, when I got home, I plugged my computer in, put it up, and I checked my email. And <laughs> and the, f- the first email that came up was a notification that the Friday appointment had canceled. Which means I didn't have to leave in the first place that morning, which means I didn't have to go through any of that stuff. Which means that my girlfriend's intuition and the weather and all the other stuff giving me subtle pokes to say, what are you doing? You're crazy. You should not be doing this. You should just go back and chill uh, that I did not adhere to. I didn't listen to. I just kind of kept forcing my way down. Uh, I waited for two and a half hours because I was try- still trying to force my way into something that that I knew worked but didn't work at that time, and I wasn't flexible enough. And uh, come to find out that the uh, the the appointment canceled. So, all in all, a very strange day, uh, exhausting day. Uh, but in looking back, a lot of lessons for me in terms of how I operate and uh, subconsciously and the things that can take me off of, you know, sort of being more flexible and going with the flow. The lessons that I wrote down that I learned was, is to listen, is to listen better to the signs from the universe, to, to my girlfriend, to uh, the weather, to the random guy. Also to uh, be more fluid and more flexible and look and look for solutions I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is that it's not funny. It's sad because <laughs> after, after all this stuff, I was thinking back and, uh, I, I was thinking, you know, why couldn't I have just called up my appointment on Friday and tried to reschedule it for a later 
time. This is back when the appointment was still on. But if I had done that, if I had scheduled it for a later time, then I could have left later and uh, and gotten into town or and gotten into Kingman and uh, and understood what the closures were and then taken the appropriate detour or waited until everything opened up and then gone through and then gotten home and then would have been home but uh, on uh, you know later on on Thursday night but still home ready ready for Friday uh, knowing that I didn't have to uh, you know get up super early and and uh, leave because I couldn't have made if I left Friday morning I would not have been able to make it at the time that the that the appointment was scheduled so the, those are the interesting takeaways that I got from my uh, interesting uh, snowbound trip from uh, Vegas to Phoenix. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little tale and uh, maybe it will allow you to reflect on certain things that you do or you might try to force uh, because you've done them before uh, one way and you're and you're not being so flexible and it's becoming very frustrating. I hope things are good. I hope you enjoyed that little story. Next week, I think I'm going to hit you with uh, with a big one. And this big one's going to be really the the basis of my whole approach to this and the way that everything that I do in terms of coaching and in terms of the podcast, the message, uh, the content is going to be structured around. So stay tuned for that. If you have any questions or concerns, again, you can go to javabud.com and uh, shoot me an email and tell me what's on your mind. Uh, if you would like to talk about a little coaching then that's not a problem. Again, I deal with transitions, mostly uh, people transitioning from one point of their life to another and they're stuck. Speaking of stuck, and uh, they want to get some clarity on that. You can hit me up on that. Also, my book, Surrounded by Eats, you can buy it on Amazon or you can go to, to the website and you can also go there to listen to all the podcasts and go to YouTube to watch all of the videos. Hope things are good. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you.